what, what are we all doing? Uh, defense. Defense. Gav, yeah. you don't know. <laughs> Joel's the judge, and me and Dave are the, the defense. I mean, Ozzy will probably switch halfway anyway. Ozzy won't stage, know. So. We'll just gaslight Ozzy and tell him he was fucking defending. <laughs> <laughs> He's the most easily gaslit man I've ever everyone and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And this week we kickstart a new season and you are in for a treat. To celebrate the fact that they have finally received a long overdue second Oscar nomination for their acting, we are celebrating the films of Angela Bassett. Right here, right now. So... We kick off. No, nobody got that reference. Fuck it, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> some strange days. She she says right here, right now, which then got sampled by Fatboy Slim. You know, you yep. could have made I mean, a reference about like Jelly Babies or some, the Bassett, the Sweet. That's too easy, man. That was too easy. <laughs> it takes all sorts to love Angela Bassett. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, edit, 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 edit. <laughs> we're not kicking off an Angela Bassett season by saying it takes all sorts to love Bassett <laughs> that is not the sort of tone we want to have for our Angela Bassett listen I tried I tried one bit of info a bit of a joke and nobody got it so I had to resort to the lowest common denominator I'm pretty sure Roundtree's made licorice all sorts anyway did they? yeah yeah Gav <laughs> okay, okay, Dave. No need, to, no need to hound me. <laughs> but, uh, but okay, so we kick off this season with Bassett's best and only portrayal of the director of the Secret Service in Olympus Has Fallen. Is uh, it- she was in the sequel. <laughs> Fuck yeah, she was. Dave, you're pissed on Gav's parade, eh? Big guy. It's what I'm in for. Bassett's second best <laughs> portrayal of the director of the Secret Service in Olympus Has Fallen. Is it a gift from the gods or is it the wrath of the titans? Essentially, will this film be placed on our esteemed hit list or our steaming shit list? Let's find out. But before we do, Let's talk about our last trial, which was the culmination of our widely celebrated, even if that was celebrated within this room, at least, <laughs> Michael Wincott season. <laughs> and what a season that was. We had the highs of nope. We had the lows of putting the crow on the shit list, <laughs> which is a low I think I'll never recover from. <laughs> but our last film was the 2022 sci-fi horror, Nope. Ozzy, you judged that trial and deemed that it should be placed on the hit list. You've since gone away and you've watched the film. So what do you think? Do you think you make the right call? Yes or no? I put it on a hit list, didn't I? Fucking mm-hmm. hope Because I he really did. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was clever. I think like you guys mentioned is that maybe the third best, you know, of this trilogy, you know, it's it's not, it's it's definitely not as good as, um, as Get Out. Um, but then maybe it's just because you've come to expect something. I think that's what everybody said, that you've come to expect a certain level of 
originality and even if he keeps that up it's almost you know it's it's almost like well i've seen this because i know what he does now um so i thought it was brilliant i really enjoyed it it was uh it was fresh for me and and i think um long may it continue you know if he can make something half as good as this next time it's still going to be a hit so okay thank you very much ozzy really appreciate that so let us move on to this trial then. Now all of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random. What I've done here is I have likened us to, and uh, you a very tangential link here, Greek gods. <laughs> I was very surprised reading some descriptions of Greek gods, just how similar we all were. <laughs> and I will, oh, I will caveat this and say, don't get annoyed, guys. These aren't my words, but the words of prepscholar.com in their ultimate guide to the 28 main Greek gods and goddesses. Okay. <laughs> so, have you vetted this before? I mean, I assume you have done. No. There's a lot of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see. Like, I, I obviously won't liken a god to you unless I think that you are like the god in that way. I'm not a monster. Okay. I was right, just okay. worried that maybe you didn't read on to what these gods may be. No, in the gods were not they were not good guys okay right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. listen right i will put a caveat here and i'll say that i have only likened them to the aspects of your character that i believe that the the genuine similarities okay so okay. starting with the defense so acting as defense and trying to get this film placed on the hit list is dave who is just like zeus okay Good start. A mature. It's not, I've, I've got a classics degree. No, it's not. <laughs> he loves but fucking hear, hear swans. A mature, a mature, kingly man with a dark beard and who often takes animal form to seduce mortal women. <laughs> now, am I wrong? That could have been much worse. That could have been so much worse. I got a flight. <laughs> and joining Dave in defense will be me. And I'm just like Aphrodite. I emerged from the foam generated when the severed testicles of my father were thrown <laughs> oh into God. the sea. <laughs> <laughs> That cannot be a real description of Aphrodite, surely. Hey, Dave, Alex, you're the classicist amongst us. Yeah, no, that is, that is part of the So you should read it out again. The foam from the severed... <laughs> the foam generated when the severed testicles of my father were thrown in the sea. And yeah. if anybody does ever find my father... <laughs> Check it I wouldn't say no. <laughs> if that I've got to admit, that bit was left off uh, Botticelli's Birth of Venus, wasn't it? Okay, now acting as prosecution and trying to get this film placed on the shit list is Alex. And Alex is just like Hera, stubborn and quarrelsome, and who every year bathes in the spring at Napoli to renew his virginity. <laughs> How's that going, man? It's yeah, not too yet. bad, actually. Yeah, just, you know, you've got to keep it up to date, haven't you? Got... <laughs> okay, may I ask how you bathe? <laughs> no, you may not. <laughs> Thank you. And joining Alex is Ozzy, who is just like Poseidon capable of being both majestic calm and stormy 
and who is known to give sailors a safe passage. These <laughs> 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 oh, are some of your best. Honestly, <laughs> 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 oh, great, great work, Gav. God. <laughs> now, just like real court advocates, the defence and prosecution will be making the best case for their roles. These may or may not be their real opinions, though, so do stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear their genuine thoughts. And in the role of judge who has to decide which list this film should be placed on, hit or shit, based solely on the arguments put to him, is Joel, who is just like Ares, an agent of chaos who is not particularly well-liked and is most recognized by his giant golden helmet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now before we get started i think that we should probably give the audience a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is all about so let us spin the wheel of impressions Ooh, i haven't had the sheep in a while and it has landed on it's i'd say it's bang in the middle of of dave and ozzy there so which one of you gents would like to read the synopsis uh i think dave did it last week didn't you i did fancy well. doing this week ozzy you're fuzzy okay I'll, so I'll give it a go Okay. Uh, while Ozzy gets up the synopsis, uh, what, I'll give you a description. What we basically do here is we read off the synopsis of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. So it's landed on Ozzy this week. How would we like Ozzy to read out the synopsis? God, but... The Madam Secretary of State who's getting the shit kicked out of her. <laughs> <laughs> <One of them. laughs> Pledge allegiance to the flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kind of want Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I, I would like. I'd like to hear Morgan Freeman. I think maybe Morgan Freeman. Then yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure I can do that, but I'll try. Um, Secret Service agent Mike Banning finds himself trapped inside the White House in the wake of a terrorist attack, and works with national security to rescue the president from his kidnappers. That wasn't very good, was it? It was a bit generic. Hey, it generic. was a. <laughs> I don't think anyone can do Morgan other than Morgan. It was a calm, lovely voice, Ozzy, and that's what that's, <laughs> that's what Morgan's all about. That's what Morgan <laughs> goes for. Pure <laughs> charisma. Thank you very much, Ozzy. So, without further hesitation, Joel, would you like to please kick off proceedings? Certainly would. So, I know um, how passionate you guys are about this film. So, let's try and. You know, Keep your emotions in check, and um, let's have a nice, clean, cleanly thought battle. Um, so we'll go, as we always do, straight down the middle to the defense. Quick plot synopsis, and um, you know, maybe just describe how this film is a little bit different from all the other kind of general shit that gets put out, because I, I imagine it is, it is different. You're supposed to be impartial, Judge. <laughs> I so said I imagine it is different. How this guy isn't a stupid, smelly murderer, <laughs> even though he looks like one. <laughs> Dave? Uh, yeah, I can, I can field this one. Okay, so this is 2013's Olympus Has Fallen, uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua. It basically takes place in the White House. Now, imagine, if you will, Die Hard. But instead of it being Nakatomi Plaza, it's the White House. It's essentially what you've got here. The film focuses on Mike Banning, played by Gerard Butler. He's a former Secret Service agent, now working for the Treasury. Uh, he used to 
be uh, personal protection to the president of the United States, but there was an incident in which the first lady lost her life. He focused on saving the president, leaving the first lady to unfortunately die. Uh, the president kicked him off his security detail as a result of that, never been able to really look at him in the same way. They had quite a, a friendly relationship before that, but that obviously uh, terminated when he let his wife pass. So now he's working for the Treasury Department, and while he's in Washington, terrorists attack the white house can you believe it they storm the white house they infiltrate through uh working for the personal security of the south korean prime minister who is visiting at that time for a summit and through him they gain access to the presidential bunker uh during this terrorist attack they take the white house they get the president and some of the key members of cabinet hostage and it is down to mike banning who one of the few survivors of the original attack on the white house uh to save the day to rescue his old friend the president of the united states and and defeat the terrorists and that is essentially it and it is you're right i know you're making a joke about originality there and it's not got originality in spades i will admit that freely it is very like die hard it is very like under siege or many other action films that we saw in the 1990s i would say its originality comes out of the fact that it wasn't made in the 1990s this action film was quite rare for the time it came out and it was a callback to those glory days of the simple action film with such a it's a simplistic plot, but when it's executed with style and panache, it can become an incredibly entertaining watch and can make a great action film. Die Hard is simplistic, but it's one of the best action films ever made. And this is following in the footsteps of which Die Hard has left. I make no beef about that. It's a callback to the glory days of action. Okay, well, to be fair, there were some um, unique plot points there, you know, um, choosing to save the president and letting the first lady die that is quite unique to be fair so alex i know you like gerard butler um famously you had a cardboard cut out of him over <laughs> i respect him as a man as an actor, <laughs> as an actor yeah so but, what, uh, what's your opinion on, on what dave said um you know it, dave's right it is die hard in the white house but it's, it differs from die hard in all the important ways like it's just not a fun watch at all this there's just way too much violence like i know and i know that sounds mad to say you know die hard has loads of violence but it's well-paced violence this is just an unpleasant watch to be honest like you know the film starts and it sets itself up and i'll, I'll be honest like the first five minutes i'm thinking oh this is all right actually you know we've got a you know simple setup i'm i'm not too bothered like dave said you know it's very generic you know they get on he's a good chief of state you know he's the good security agent and then the wife dies and obviously there's a problem and at the end you sort of go all oh, right at the end he's going to come in and he's going to save a day and you sort of get it and yeah okay i don't i don't need it to be shakespeare i don't need to be complicated but then there's this attack on the white house which dave sort of just sort of you know said you know it does happen but he skipped over it fairly quickly like but it happens for a very 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 long time and it's a deeply unpleasant uh time you know there's just people getting shot all the secret service people are being gunned down mowed down with these like huge caliber machine guns that are killing literally everybody and you know you could go into the plot holes and i was thinking well it doesn't make sense that they would i know they've got to get into the white house so i don't mind that but it's how they do it it's really unpleasant you're not talking about hans gruber you know shooting a couple of people or you know i mean he literally kills two people doesn't he in die hard this is just people being mown down like relentlessly left right and center constantly for about 15 minutes guns you know helicopters being shot out and it's way too much it's it's just like it's on, honestly a bit upsetting you just can't take it anymore and after that's done you just go back into this pretty generic bit go on gav what do you want to 
I was just going to say, how would you siege the White House without killing <laughs> anybody? Would you would you tickle them into submission, Alice? <laughs> I'm not sure a frontal assault on the White House would have worked. It, you are, it is stretching the limits to think, you know, after, in especially post 9-11, that they would not have maybe come up with a few different ways of thinking it. But I don't care. They've got to get in there. That's fine. And I don't mind if there was violence for them to get in there, I, you know, but it just keeps going on and on and on and on and on and all these people are getting shot. And, you know, like a lot of films, Dave was saying that this is the 90s action film. I think this is the dying gasp of a 90s action film. It's not a callback to it. It's the reason films like Olympus Has Fallen is the reason we don't do them anymore. It, it's just well unproportioned uh, action. You've got this huge action sequence and then the rest of it's just kind of like pretty bad choreographed fights not nothing particularly when you think back to john wick and stuff like that but that came afterwards it just blew it all out of the water so you can't really watch this enjoying like a fight sequences and yeah and the rest of it there are just these massive plot points in it that just do not work like for example aaron heck eckhart is you know he's a, he's a good actor and he's a president and you're thinking oh he's good you know he'll, he'll carry this role he doesn't do anything in the film his his whole sequences him just being tied up in the bunker basically looking to be honest like he's constipated he just looks like he's had a lot of kfc <laughs> and he just can't pass it that's what he's looking throughout most of this and like he, he, he's just had a really he's just having a terrible time basically but nothing's happening and what they're trying to do is they're trying to get these three cerberus codes this film's made up this nonsense about cerberus codes again fine and if you get the three cerberus codes then you get to you can disarm nuclear weapons and they're going to disarm nuclear weapons and explode them in the silos fair enough that's fine but they say right we need this to find the sun we need to get the sun and then we'll get the code off the president they get the sun out gerard butler gets the sun out pretty quick so that's that done so you're like all right but that was the plan of the terrorists is that not no that hasn't caused a problem then they start torturing the other people who have the other two codes in the bunker with the president and the president says tell them you know this the secretary of state's getting beaten up and he's like tell them quickly tell them I, I won't give them my code so it doesn't matter they can't on nuclear uh, missiles so he gets the first two codes and you're like oh great there's going to be some big setup here where they're going to you know the sun they're going to have some leverage with the sun they're going to be able to like torture aaron eckhart as president and get the code out of him but no they just get the code and that's it and it's just like what the what is going on in this film it's like it's its own things it's setting up it isn't even following through it's just a bit of a mess of a film. You can't really enjoy it. It's an unpleasant watch from the violence, which is, I know it's an odd one, but it's just too violent. It's too hor horrific in its violence. And I mean, this is the reason why we have more nuanced action films like John Wick. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that, but John Wick is far more, it is a far more nuanced action. I, th I just think this is the reason we don't go back to those 90s classic films anymore. Gav. So Brucey says it doesn't follow through. I know you are a specialist in following through. Just kind of lastly, have you got anything to say about what Alex said there? You know, he said it's something that shouldn't be done anymore. Basically, there's, there's too many kind of 90s throwbacks. A, a lot of the plot points don't work. It's too violent, which, to be honest, as somebody, as in myself, who has complained about violence, I almost feel like laughing at that point because some of the films we've covered are so fucking violent and now you're telling me this is too violent if i watch it and it's like not even a smidgen 
over the top of violence, I'm going to be really fucking angry. I'll tell you this <laughs> now, <laughs> Alex. So, and then Gav, if you can kind of briefly move on to perhaps, you know, Alex touched on it briefly, but, you know, some of the action sequences. So, um, again, he mentioned films like John Wick, which obviously have got very impressive action. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe uh, go into that in a little bit more detail. Yeah, thank you. So I would disagree. Firstly, on the point of it being a bit like unoriginal or a bit too much like Die Hard, we've seen time and time again that films like Die Hard or Die Hard Lights or whatever you want to call them work. We've got Under Siege, Speed, Passenger 57, Conair, Air Force One. You can make a really good Die Hard homage, and this is yet another one. I do not agree that it's the dying embers of 80s or 90s action movies. In fact, it was actually a resurgence of them. This was a relatively small budget with regards to big action blockbusters. It was a summer blockbuster. This was like a tent pole picture for the studio, released on just a 70 million budget. And it grossed over a hundred. Just to seventy million. Just to seventy million. <laughs> well, hang on. Change. If you can change it. Yeah, no. If you compare it to if you compare it to Die Hard Five, which was released around the same time, which was about hundred and fifty million. You know, it's... Uh, let's compare it to Die Hard Five, Gav. Let's make those comparisons. I, I think they're fair. Yeah, yeah. I think this is this is a much better Die Hard Five than Die Hard Five ever would be. <laughs> if I may assist Gav at this point, actually, uh, also coming out in twenty thirteen was White House Down a film with a very similar premise and a very similar plot uh, that actually bombed at the box office, whereas this succeeded, and it bombed with double the budget that this film was made on. So exactly. uh, Gav's, Gav's got a good point here. Thank you very much, Dave, my esteemed colleague. <laughs> and the thing is, is that not only did this have a much smaller budget than similar films around the same time, but it grossed much, much more, as Dave said before, you got a film that is essentially a very similar plot absolutely tanking whereas this one made over 170 million worldwide and got a sequel being commissioned absolutely imminently and i thought it was really good alex is complaining it's an action film with too much action in it it's a bit too much i I just i i don't i don't agree i'm sorry i will i will admit that there is the scene the siege on the white house is a bit longer than it could be but i'm not surprised that it's brutal you know this is supposed to be brutal it's supposed to be frightening it's supposed to be panic inducing and a few years ago i would have criticized how ridiculous it was that a government building could be sieged by a bunch of randomers. <laughs> <laughs> but how right was olympus has fallen <laughs> it <was> oh yeah <laughs> <Prescient>. <laughs> so prescient like and the thing is is that this film is in absolutely fantastic hands you've got antoine fulcroix who is a great director known for brilliant action films like training day shooter and one of my all-time favorites the equalizer this guy knows how to direct action and he delivers in spades here and the the, uh, you mentioned about the action itself actually once you get past the siege and you've got your man on the inside gerard butler bringing down the terrorists from within the action is pretty good uh, the, oh, Butler. <laughs> I'm not sugarcoating here. Another quote for the DVD case. That, yeah, the action is pretty. Dot dot dot. Good. <laughs> pretty, I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. No, I, I'm obviously underselling it here, but Gerald Butler. One thing I absolutely love, and I go on about this all the time when we put action films on trial, is when the actors you can tell that they have put a lot of work into their choreography 
and that they've been practicing. Gerard Butler here was reading about the prep that he did for this role. He worked with former Navy SEALs. He worked with stunt workers in any free time that he had to perfect his fight scenes. And you can tell because when you have a fight scene where it's him and another one of the baddies one-on-one, -on -one, those scenes look absolutely brutal. And sometimes, I think we spoke about this when we put John Wick 2 on trial, sometimes you can kind of see a bit of a repetitive element when it comes to fight choreography watching like lots of sort of fight choreography films on on youtube little shorts and behind the scenes documentaries sometimes you'll find out that the actors will learn like a circuit of moves basically and it's 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 a set of two or three moves like will be listed a b c d so when it comes to on the day they'll be like right B, then go to C, then go to A. And you start noticing that there's similar things happening within the fights. So if you, if you watch enough of them in the one film, you can see that there are similar elements that are repeated. Here, I didn't get the feel for that at all. Each one felt completely unique. It didn't feel like anything was being repeated and they all felt incredibly visceral and really, really brutal. And I absolutely like that. That is exactly what you want from a, an action film. All right, thanks Gav. So Austin, I know you are once again are a massive fan of action films, especially those themed around the White House, which is one of your favorite white buildings. Um, <laughs> one of your favorite white houses. <laughs> so, so what are my top three? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, number one is uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air's house. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know you're also a fan of films like John Wick. So, so what's your opinion on um, you know some of the action and, and fight scenes and choreography in this film? Well, you mentioned earlier about is this overly violent and gruesome at times, and I think I think it really is. It's very, very on the nose, pointlessly so. You know, we already know that the baddies, and and I think what what um, Alex was trying to get at before is that they go over the top to show you to prove to you that these guys are ruthless. You know, they're mowing down civilians in the street so much so, and this is what I, you know, where your comparison with John Wick comes in uh, nicely. The killer dog in this. Nobody goes out their way to make them pay for it. You know, there's no there's no recompense. Mike Banning does. He doesn't even he didn't care about whatsoever, Mike Banning. He didn't even mention the dog. But um so but he does go on a, a relentless rampage and does kill people in uh in, in you know imaginative ways for a man you know, for a man who hasn't been inside the White House for eighteen months and barely been seen any action. He's incredibly fit and healthy um, and very well trained. The, the, the problem with the film, right, just overall, is that it borrows so much from everything else. It's just, you've seen every single scene, that, like every scene, every, every bit of dialogue that's come from it. It's come from another film. Some of these, like, painted by numbers from the action film, you know, from the very start, it's like the bodyguard. Like, I genuinely thought that's exactly you know, that's what we were watching it was uh, i was getting ready for um for a sing song when they got to the no party, you also you could have been watching the body we were in a log cabin in the woods and you know I thought that's where the kickoff was going to happen just waiting for the sparks to fly and the love story to commence. <laughs> i think that's the first and only time camp david's been referred to as a cabin in the woods it's <laughs> <laughs> like it was just every scene was reminiscent of another action movie and and it's some like and I get what the guys are saying is that maybe you know sometimes that's good that you're picking really good scenes from other films, 
but it's just not done very well. It's just quite hokey and a bit pieced together. And don't get me wrong, like Jared Butler is good as a gruff beat him up hero. You know, he, he does a good job of that. But it's just it's so it felt very very long, and I don't think it's even that long. It's a two hour long film, I think. It's not that long, but if my god, it it really did feel it. Like the action isn't. It's there's a bit a few moments of suspense uh, where where you think something's going to come off, but then the rest of it, it's just a bit tedious. And there's so many. Like I I pull people up when they start talking about plot holes and that, but in this there are so many just outrageous ones that things could be solved in you know in an instant, and you, that you've got to just suspend your disbelief for the entirety of the film like for every single action that happens you've got to pretend oh yeah there's there's no way that could have that could have um, been stopped you just got to forget all about it in order to even let it let it fly like and i'm sure we go into these in a bit but the plane from the very off i mean i can i can maybe get that somebody can get into the white house and get down to the bunker and all the rest of it maybe and you know, not be noticed by any special agents. You you become that you're such a wanted terrorist that nobody's ever seen your face. Maybe we can allow that. But to fly a gigantic, like a very very slow, gigantic American plane all the way across America, all the way across the Atlantic from wherever it's come from, like filled with uh, with machine guns, and not get shot down. Well, we don't really know where that plane came from. It could have come from Washington or Virginia. Either way, it's a massive plane, and it doesn't get shot down by by fighter jets. In fact, it shoots fighter jets down with some bleeding like machine guns. It's just. I was going to say the fighter jets have a go. It's not that you know they didn't scramble <laughs> any fighter jets. They they had a crack at it, but. I don't know. Maybe. They were just shit, <laughs> weren't they? <laughs> they just weren't very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the end of the if day, it's a Top Gun Maverick. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah. No. At the end of the day, that whole scene is supposed to be a distraction, which is what it is. You said that plane was always going to get shot down. There was a suicide mission. It wasn't the case that they were trying to have a little dick around and shoot the White House. They were flying that plane. <laughs> dick around. <laughs> Anyone fancy a dick around this weekend? <laughs> I've got that. We got that. We have mini guns in that big uh, cargo plane. <laughs> Should we go and fucking shoot the White House? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? You know, like it, 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 it was supposed to cause a distraction. They were probably just going to go up there and just try to cause as much mayhem as they could before they got shot down and that is exactly what they did the aim of that was that they needed the president and his entourage to be put into the bunker within the white house which is what happened you know it was part of several step process and it succeeded so what, what would you want ozzy to be the plane to be shot down instantly then the film wouldn't happen well yeah uh, yeah i get that great Okay, that would well, have been I'd better. Take, 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 take. <laughs> I'll tell you what, like, get, let, let, let's go back. Die Hard, he gets the invitation to go to Nakatomi Plaza, and he's like, you know what? No, I fancy a quiet Christmas <laughs> in, watching Muppets <laughs> Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been a long flight. <laughs> yeah. just flicking on the news and he's like oh shit <laughs> oh shit just like, I can just see him in the limo on the way there it's like you know what Argyle let's go get wasted instead <laughs> <laughs> okay well I, well I take it back either way okay my only, my only criticism then is just too violent Joel it's the only thing I can say I'll go back. thanks Ozzy um, so alright so we'll move on to 
casting characters then and I'll, I'll come back to you dave so i mean it's an action film it's a gerard butler action film i'm not massively expecting super deep characters but do at least the people on screen you know do a good job are some of the other characters well-rounded or is it just like a a gerard butler solo scene um to be honest with you the well the cast in particular is far better than you might be expecting and the character uh characters that they're portraying as well is also a lot better than you might expect for this sort of film as you say it's a, a fairly simplistic just sit back and enjoy the action sort of film helmed by gerard butler um but there's a lot more going on here with the cast uh for starters the cast that they've assembled you got aaron eckhart as the president as we've established very good actor morgan freeman as the speaker of the house who when the president and the vice president are held hostage in the bunker is essentially acting president as third in command of the united states so you got morgan freeman on the outside running the operation um angela bassett as the director of security a uh, fantastic actress robert forster also on the outside is like a acting joint chief because the joint chief is also held hostage in the bunker uh you got ashley judd in a very small role as the first lady at the start of the film melissa leo is the defense secretary who's also in the bunker who gives a fantastic performance i have to say uh and smaller roles for rada mitchell as um mike banning's wife leah dylan mcdermott as a um treacherous secret service agent dave forbes and rick yoon who plays the bad guy of the film kang who is uh a, a very stoic bad guy but very cruel he's not like the charming kind of affable witty hans gruber type he is very much a cruel military man style and i think that's maybe why Ozzy and Alex have both had a problem with the violence because it's coming from this man who is uh, very stoic, very cruel. There's not a, a whimsical smile and a one-liner at the end of it. He, he is quite a, a dark, sinister character. But I think that works for this kind of film. I think the tone of the film is what set it apart from White House Down, uh, which was, I think, a little too jovial and a little too lighthearted and people couldn't take it seriously enough. And that's why that failed and this succeeded. So I think uh, Rick Yoon was well cast and I think everybody else does a really good job. Uh, some people are kind of reduced to kind of a talking head role. Like I'd like to see a bit more from Robert Forster, but it doesn't matter what kind of role you give the likes of Angela Bassett or Melissa Leo. They're going to do a great role no matter what you got. And, and as it is, I'm happy to say they got quite a bit of screen time in their respective roles. Uh, and I think Morgan Freeman is watchable as ever as as uh, the speaker alan trumbull aaron eckhart i don't think just sat there tied up looking constipated for the entire it looks film. like I he's trying think... to pass a gigantic shit through in all of his scenes I, I strongly disagree uh, i actually think this is a great performance from aaron eckhart i think you know he's under a lot of pressure it's one of those it, it's more emotionally draining than i think we're giving him credit for this is uh hard to be like so angry and distressed for like two hours i mean imagine how long they were filming for each day Dave. it was probably like weeks on end you know kudos to aaron eckhart for this is that alex you're gonna say something no well, it's just it's distressing being constipated dave do you know what i mean they, they can be he's very yeah. angry as well. i can see <laughs> yeah, yeah. why you know if that is the case but you know we'll just call that method acting and and, <laughs> and gerald butler is your leading man he's he's a good action star you know, he's very watchable in terms of, like Gav was saying, he's clearly someone who's put a bit of time into training himself so that he can do some of the stunt work himself. That shows. And he's he's a very watchable lead. He's a decent actor as well as just being uh, a solid action star. Gerard Butler can actually act as well. That's a very good uh, mishmash, a very good mix. Uh, you don't often get that. Normally you get one or the other. The guy can either act, uh, but he's not very good at action, or he's great at action but can't really act. 
Butler can do both. And I think that's why he became such a bankable star around this point of his career. I think that's why the film spawned two sequels because people were so willing to watch him and he got so many more roles off the back of this film. Uh, all in all, I think great casting and I think great performances. You know, there's some characters you'd like to have seen more of, as I admit, but I think that's a sign that they were well cast and they're giving good performances. The fact you want to see more of them. Casting-wise, I don't think they put a foot wrong. Okay, thanks for that, Dave. Alex, I presume you have a contrasting opinion. I, I have an alternative opinion for you, John. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, no, I, I was with Dave for 90% of that. I would agree that mm, like, almost all of the supporting cast are pretty good. And, you know, it's a good, it's a, it's a pretty good lineup. Um, I do think like maybe these days, Angela Bassett would have been given a bigger role. I do think it's a shame when you're watching it, you just think she's kind of relegated to the doing the, yes, they're free sort of role. She's not she, got, she did in the sequel. She got yeah, a much okay, bigger role. Fair in enough. The sequel. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I won't watch it, Dave, having seen this one, but I will. Oh, you're <laughs> good. <It's really> good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Um, but the big, gaping lie in dave's argument i'm sorry dave i'm gonna say is gerard butler is being an actor i'm sorry gav was saying before about how like it's amazing when you get an actor that's working with stuntmen and learning all the different things i think gerard should have been maybe working with actors a little bit more just to make sure that side of a role was a little bit on, on like on the nose as well like his action, I don't think, is very interesting at all. Like, I think there's one movie he does where he sort of grabs someone and throws them around in like a, in a little judo throw, but that was that kind of like stands out and shows that the rest of it is is pretty dull stuff. His acting is appalling in this. I think he's better in other films. I wouldn't say he's a very, I wouldn't say you know he stands out as a good actor. His acting in this is appalling, and he's not helped at all by a, a really shoddy script. That the lines that are coming out of his mouth are appalling. You know, it's um, some of the. So, this is where the things, you know, when you talk about Die Hard, it's completely a rip off of Die Hard, and I don't really mind, but it does, it tries to do things that it shouldn't, it shouldn't touch. So, it does the, you know, like the conversations between John McClane and Hans Gruber and all the other antagonists in the Die Hard films. It's kind of a staple that he talks to them and pisses them off, and he's really good at it, and, it, and it's fantastic. In this, it's absolutely awful. Gerard Butler just can't swear in this film. He keeps saying, like the F word in the same way. I say it with more emotion when I can't put flat pack furniture. Do you know what I mean? He just doesn't, he just goes, oh, you know, he's like the whole thing's just blown up and everyone's died in SEAL Team Squad F or something. And he's just like, oh, fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's really appalling stuff. Um, like some of the lines he's saying to Kang is there having this, like trying to have this witty repartee, which is honestly painful to watch it's possibly more painful than the violence to watch he says oh let's play a game of fuck off and you go first and you just like i i, I honestly hear better things coming out the mouths of nine-year-olds on the playground um like what's another one he says later on he does this one uh yeah where he's got kang on the ropes and he says uh, I'm, I'm gonna kill you i'm gonna put my knife in your brain and i'm gonna put leak the photos to the press because i know you like that shit and it's just like, I could see Kang just being like, what are you on about? What are you talking about? And as an audience member, you're just going like, that's never been a thing. What he likes leaked photos. It just, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. He can't deliver any of the lines. And yeah, it, it is, his character is non-existent and appalling. So White House Down, I, I'd say, sorry, Olympus, sorry, White House Down. Olympus has fallen. <laughs> it's very hard to keep them in your, in your head. Um, Olympus has fallen, falls for me on the first thing because the violence is just, too, it's a way overblown and not proportional. If it got a bit more towards the end, 
I'd be with it probably. But Gerard Butler just sinks this. He absolutely tanks it. And it's a shame because the rest of the cast are absolutely on point. Morgan Freeman's there, ready. All he needs to do is really say his lines and he does and that's fine. Aaron, Aaron Eckhart needs more to be doing. It's a bit ridiculous that they threw Aaron Eckhart and didn't do anything with him. They even set him up as, as a boxer. I mean, he, he, he jostles someone towards the end. That's not really come through. There's not much for Aaron Eckhart to do. But Gerard Butler in this film is absolutely terrible. He's over-violent. You don't like the way he, like, tortures people and stabs them. And like Ozzy said, just because it's so violent at the first, what the film's saying is basically like, oh, look, they've shot people as they're, you know, as they're wounded, they've gone up and shot in the head. That means Gerard Butler has carte blanche to be absolutely disgusting to them. So he's like, <laughs> you know, it, it is, it is, it's horrible what he's doing. He's like stabbing them in the leg and like put, shoving a knife up into their throat. And you're just like, I can't get behind this guy. This guy's... Yeah, maybe he's doing the right thing, but he's a fucking psycho. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, and I mean, add to that, I won't even get into like the just the standard jingoism of any film that's set in a in the White House with the like the CGI flag of America uh, falling down. It, it's just appalling, and it, it would have possibly been redeemable, but Gerard Butler just gives this film the coup de gras, like just bullet in the head, and and out it goes. Okay. Um, all right, so we've got quite a lot to, to munch on there. Like, I'm just going to quickly throw it back to, to Gav and then we'll end with you. Austin. Good word, Juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so go on, Gav. You you have you, you throw your uh, two pence worth. I, I just don't know what Alex was expecting. Was he like, did he want some fucking Bugsy Malone type action where yes. Joe Butler just goes on pieing people in the face? You know, this guy's a former army ranger. He's worked as a protective agent for the Secret Service. You know, he's protected the president. Like, I'm going to say about hundreds Secret Service police, maybe even more hundreds of Secret Service police civilians have been brutally murdered in front of him. Well, what's he going to do? You know, he is going to enact violence. And I, I don't think it was particularly bad. I, don't, I wasn't watching it going like, oh, that was nice. Why did they do that? That's a bit over the top. <laughs> bad mind. Yeah, but Gav, Gav your, your violence meter went a long time ago. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, I, I, with regards to Joe Butler as an actor, I, I, I maybe I don't agree as much with Dave, but I definitely don't agree as with Alex either. I'm somewhere on the fence because I think that the character, we're, we're almost talking about it like it's like John McClane. It's not it's a different type of character he's not supposed to be as engaging or as like witty as john mcclain this guy this no the character is different it's this stoic no-nonsense type who will just absolutely kick your ass without asking any questions and he does that very very well you know and with regards to his performance i think it was very very good very believable and this is this is a performance that essentially restarted his career he hadn't appeared in as many action films leading up to this as he had at the beginning of his career career and as soon as he did this and london has fallen he was back doing lots of action films because people saw him as a credible action star again leading up to this he trained with dr joe bannon who had was this guy who protected two presidents and even the pope and he said that gerard butler didn't disappoint and he celebrated his passion intensity and his weapons training as well gerard butler did all of his own stunts for this and he really went above and beyond and i don't think at any point in this do you not believe that he is the character he's supposed to be no, playing i believe he's a stuntman i don't believe he's an actor that's that's my issue with gerard butler 
But I mean, the, 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 what is required from the character is there is much acting to it. It's not like you know he he has a cry at some point. He doesn't really have a huge emotional range. When you think about like Keanu Reeves' character Jack in Speed, it's not like this massive range of emotions where you know like one minute he's crying, bawling his eyes out, the next minute he's absolutely overcome with joy. He's yeah, the same there is sort a of bit. There is a bit of a range in Speed. You know, he gets upset when Jeff Daniels gets blown up. He's, he's sad. Yeah, and as does Joe Butler when his mate gets stabbed as well. You know, they, uh, is that when he stabs his mate or when his other mate gets stabbed? Don't <laughs> <laughs> we both? But the, one, one, one final point. One final point about our our mates and uh, the, the 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 person that we're doing this season for, Angela Bassett. Like this, this this role was originally written for a man. I know that like it, the, the role should have been bigger for her, basically, because when you've got somebody of Angela Bassett's caliber within your cast, you need to utilize them more. But I think she did a very great, great job with what was given to her. But the thing is, is that the part was originally written for a man. Antoine Foucault encouraged her to read for the role. And her edition was so good that they rewrote the role entirely specifically for her. And as Dave said, it became much bigger in the next film because of how good a job she did in this. So let's not forget just how fucking good Angela Bassett is. <laughs> okay. Austin, have you got any kind of closing arguments? Uh, the only thing well, we talked about this before, right? There's a, real issue is that there's been no thought made in any of the characters that's one of the biggest things it's really difficult to get behind anyone and the whole motivation for anything one thing that really fucked me off is the president right he's been he's been captured he's been kidnapped and they're after this cerberus you know mcguffin so so that, that's the whole premise that we're after this cerberus code and the whole premise they give you is that there's three codes you only know one code. The three people who know all the codes just so happen now to all be in the same room together. One, that's a massive risk. That's never going to happen. Surely the US government makes sure that they're never in the same room together. Like, literally, that's the worst possible scenario. Then, the reason that the other three is because those three people are told never to tell it. No matter what anyone says, don't tell it out. So, so when Alex was saying earlier, the president is like, oh, yeah, don't worry, you can tell them. I, I don't want to see you get hurt anymore. You tell them you're. So if I'm the terrorist now, well, I'll just keep hurting those two. I don't even need you, son. I'll just shoot your mate there. Like, let her scream again. And just, there's, they didn't, they, like, there was no, there was just no thought behind each of these pieces. And like Alex said, that so many of these, like, the search for the sun, it was completely irrelevant. There was an entire, you know, an hour's worth of chasing almost based around getting the sun out of the White House. And it was completely irrelevant. So much of the film was irrelevant and just totally a complete waste of time. And that was the biggest takeaway from the whole film for me is that it was just a big waste of time. And, it, and the effects weren't even good enough for me to go. Sometimes you watch an action film and you go, yeah, that was shit, but wasn't it a great spectacle? Whereas in this, the things that should have been a spectacle look like a really shit 90s PC game. You know, it's like, I can see what you're trying to do, but it's like you didn't take it beyond the first render. You know, it just looks completely CGI. It's not even half-assed. It's, it's beyond, it's like, so it's really very much the first cut. And, and it just felt like it, like Gav said, they've done so much with a little budget, but you know, seventy million. I'm sure you could have got. They could have got so much better than 
than what they ended up with. So the action, while was thought through, I think in some parts it just wasn't fucking. It just wasn't fun. It wasn't a spectacle. It wasn't enjoyable to watch. So yeah, not a great sign off like the others, but just want you to take away with that. That that's how morose I felt at the end of it. it <laughs> poorly thought through, just like my argument. <laughs> okay um all right well i think i've got enough to um chew on there so austin have you got a, a quiz for us maybe about like fish or something i do know i have a, have a <laughs> about well it's a bit of a mismatch really but they all link like like they so often do so olympus has fallen as we've talked about earlier on this film borrows heavily from iconic scenes that came before it, um, whether they're from films or from real life. One of the more tasteless moments is when they crash <laughs> plane into one of the fallings <laughs> in America, and then uh, and then proceeded to show us for another minute and a half it collapsing upon itself. <clears throat> but how was... tall was the Washington Monument before they put <laughs> the plane into it to the nearest foot? I'm going to throw that out to the to the team. How tall? How, how tall, tall is the Washington, Washington Monument? monument? Yeah. What we think Seven, we... 70 foot. Paula. 150. Uh, 250. Paula. 250 foot. I was going to say 200 foot. You would be wrong by 355 foot. It is oh, 555 wow. foot Shit. tall. It does Sorry. not look wow. that big to me. Fucking <laughs> nah. I mean, I've never been to Washington, but it's like yeah. on film. It I, but is, so it's huge. And. <laughs> Charles like, nearest... I've seen bigger, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as big as St. John's Beacon. <laughs> it, it is a bit, did anyone else get a bit of a phallic sense in that scene? Or is that just me just reading into it a bit too much? Do you know what I mean? Like, America's power just sort of, you know. <laughs> Will... <laughs> Becoming more and more I think you see what we want to see, Alex. Yeah, Let's maybe. That. that might be me. That might be me. And surprisingly, uh, no mortar is used to hold that thing up. It is held up by gravity alone, much like the pyramids. Um, gravity, as you'll know, is one of the uh, the weakest is the weakest of the fundamental forces. It's also <laughs> <laughs> it's also a 2013 sci-fi drama which showcased the acting skills of Sandra Bullock and a little bit of George Clooney. Um, but what 2011 film did George Clooney portray a presidential candidate hoping to get into the White House, much like the Koreans? Bam! Is it the Ides of March? It's March. It is the Ides of March. Well done. Um, I love your tangents on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we're seeing how your mind works as we go through this quiz. Yeah, but then, in, then I, um, I've skipped a line and I missed uh, my link between March and what was coming next. So we're now on to which actor has played the president the most? A president. He's played the American president the most. Ooh. This is a tough one, so I'm just going to let you throw presidents out there. Can you tell us how it. many times... He's played so the president. The, one, the person who I think you may not get because it's pretty old school. Nine times they've played the president. Is this someone who just like looked like FDR? And we've like uh, <laughs> he never got any other acting roles. <laughs> <laughs> well, based on based on uh, Wikipedia alone, that's probably the case. Yeah, <laughs> but not FDR. Okay, um, Nixon. No, if I th well, maybe let's go down another route. Which president has been right, sure. the most? Oh, uh, easy, yeah, Lincoln. Lincoln. 
Lincoln. Yeah. So Lincoln, 153 times he's, right. he is being uh, portrayed in films. So this person played Lincoln. You may not get him. He's got a double F. Or... Double F. Frederick Forsyth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put all the not even an actor. <laughs> so it's Francis Ford, and he played Abe Lincoln nine times in a three-year period. Wow! wow. <laughs> so I don't know whether it's just like Abe Lincoln. Maybe it's the original Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and they just kept that was the original series. Like just, I mean, maybe he just looked just like him, and he worked no. on the set, and he just kept on just walking around, <laughs> going about his business. <laughs> But then one day, at the end of the three-year stint of his, you know, his best things, he just walks on, dressed as Abraham Lincoln, as another Lincoln just in front of him, and it's like, <laughs> I'm afraid, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we should have, someone should have told you, it's over. <laughs> okay, so how about uh, which, which actor then has played a fictional president the most times? This might be Morgan Freeman? Ooh, close, he's in, uh, he's in, he's in, he's in third behind a joint first. Oh, okay. Um, is he a modern day actor? Uh, more modernish, I'd say. Sort of is like. he still alive then? Well, I didn't check that far, but <laughs> <laughs> one of these people. I mean, he may not even be that big an actor, to be honest with you. But he played the pre- he played the president in uh, one of Alex's favorite films, Transformers: Dark of Moon, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, Know, James Cromwell. <laughs> is, is, that, is that John Voight or someone? Is it? Did you say it was a fictional president? Yes, yeah, so he play, he's played fictional presidents. Never. It was John Voight, wasn't it? it, is, is it, it, it I don't know if he played the president, though, did he? Rex uh, Steinle. I've never of heard course. Of course. <laughs> 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 I think it might be a bit. He was also in Watchmen. He was in Transformers. He was in Kill the Dictator and Parkland. Oh, Kill the Dictator, yeah. <laughs> then the other one was there was also Ronnie Cox who played. Yeah, I was thinking Ronnie Cox at one point, but I yeah. So he played Captain America. It was in Captain America, the 1990 version, Martians Go Home, and a couple of other films which I'd never heard of. So, and then more yeah, you named those two. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then there was Morgan, good old yep. Morgan Freeman, Deep Impact, this pile of shit, and the sequel to this pile of shit. Um, London has fallen, which I dread to think how they. I think the argument, the, the trial is over. Anyway, Morgan Freeman is absolutely no relation to Martin Freeman. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in uh, with a with a Olympus star and the uh, the star of our of our scene and uh, Oscar nominee Angela Bassett in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. How much money to date has Black Panther Wakanda Forever made at the box office? Oh, f- um, $650 million. Any, any, $800 million. Uh, $969 million. Oh, <laughs> $430 million. $858.5 Wow. Jesus. Going up all of the time. Absolutely incredible. So, um, so even if she doesn't get the oscar hopefully she gets a cut of that yeah she got a piece of a piece of the film she'll be fine <laughs> and then uh one one interesting one i think just to, to wrap it up with which president has got the most appearances in ronald reagan the most appearances reagan. in what in films 
Surely Ronald Reagan, considering or, or, he was or, an actor. Yeah, or yeah. Trump. Or Trump. So it is Ronald Reagan, and, it, and it is, he's had over 50 movie credits. Oh, my days. And then Donald Trump is second with a, a, a minimum of 11. Um, but then if you go off which president has played themselves the most in a film, then it's Donald Trump. Because all 11 are himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Um, a nice uh, mismatch of loosely Olympus has fallen presidential uh, quiz questions for you there. And the winner of this was America himself. <laughs> I, told you, I always fail to learn something from your quizzes. <laughs> um, it's Sorry, usually things about you and how your mind works, as, as Alex said. Um, so this this is a bit of a weird one. Like I, I have seen the film, but it was a long time ago. But the kind of hearing you guys talk about it, like bits came back to me. One thing that was very clear is that Alex has got a very strong dislike of um, Gerard Butler. Uh, but he's been obviously been lying to me, perhaps himself as well, for all these years. <laughs> but um, to be honest with you, the action sounds okay. Like, and Alex says it's overly violent, but. I've cried this argument so many times in previous other films, and you guys have just been lapping it up. So yeah, I'm calling a bit, a bit of you know, boy cried wolf on this one. There's only so many violent films that I can say it's too violent, and then if this film isn't majorly violent when I watch it, I'm never believing any of you ever again. In fact, I'm quit- <laughs> you don't quit- believe me now. I'm quitting. You're not, you're not believing me right now. <laughs> I, I never told you it was too violent. To be fair. <laughs> um, so I'm interested to see this scene where they just machine gun people down. Um, whether I'll find it kind of too graphic or not, but it's an interesting point because if it is obviously too violent, then it does kind of take away from the um, potential of the film type of thing. Um, the cast and characters, like Dave, sold me pretty well there. Like, there's obviously a good cast list here. Uh, which may be surprising, actually, considering you know it's not like a big budget blockbuster or anything like that. Um, and you know, Austin kind of complained quite a lot about the plot holes. Um, and I think this kind of like that kind of magic number, isn't there? With action films, where kind of y- you can forgive like a few um, when you suspend your disbelief type of thing, but too many, and you just kind of become almost disconnected from the film. Um, so there's that kind of, uh, you know, argument to weigh up as well. Um, so I think, you know, from both sides there, we had some good points. And all throughout the film, I thought I would side with the kind of prosecution, but that wasn't the case. I was probably more on the side of the defense on this one. Um, and then, you know, Alex went off on that rant about Gerard Butler and... <laughs> I do believe that he's bad, but I just don't know how bad he will be. Um, <laughs> because, <laughs> because, like yeah. I could tell the passion in your voice that you believe what what you were saying. So <laughs> I, I know I know when Gab says you know genuine opinions, you know, you're not going to be like, oh, I love Joe Butler in this. I can already tell that, but I just don't know how bad he will be, and that's the thing. Like Austin never really said he was absolutely terrible or anything like that. So. I don't know if this is just like a personal vendetta. Maybe you wrote, <laughs> wrote him a letter when you were a boy and it applied to you or something like that. Yeah, okay. Well, with all that in mind, I'd like to start the Angela Bassett season uh, with this film going on the hit list. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
put them away, David. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, genuine opinions, Alex. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah, go on. <laughs> no, it's just, it's not a good film. Like, I, you know, I think you will look at the violence and be like, yeah, no, it's too much violence. I'm not saying it's not like people getting, like, you know, their necks cut open, but it's way too much, way too soon, and it just throws the whole thing off kilter. Gerard Butler, yeah, you're right, Joel. I meant everything I'm saying about him. Um, I think he's probably a good secondary character. I just don't think he can carry a film like this. And the main thing is I just, I, I, I just really, really didn't like watching it. And it, it's like at the end of the film, the the president and you know mike banner walk out and you know the president's like hey this place is insured don't worry about it and they have a little giggle as they like walk past like the, the hundreds of dead bodies of the secret service <laughs> that later they're around them into a place where they've just literally stopped by by their own fuck up nuclear uh, weapons being exploded inside the silos and blowing up the entirety of america and everyone in the you know everyone in the um you know the, the secret service the cia room is going like well done everyone well done everyone not like there's going to be a serious inquiries <laughs> like every one of us has lost our jobs let's just be clear about that you know the, the, the amount of things that have gone missing here just the fact that they're all clapping when it's just been an unmitigated disaster from start to finish it's just not a good film and not one to remember it's better than white house down but christ that is such a low bar isn't it to to, to set <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> That's my genuine opinion. <laughs> Austin, opinion from you. I thought it was a pile of dog shit as well. I wish I wish we'd been a bit more visceral in our argument, to be absolutely honest. I was trying to be a little bit sort of guarded and eloquent, but yeah, this was absolute dog shit from start to finish. And I really wanted to, not to like it, but to at least enjoy yeah. the watch. You know, when you're spent, taking two hours out of your day to... To, in, to try and watch a film, it, it really does need, it needs to be at least watchable, you know, either really shit that is laughable or yeah. incredibly good. And, and this is neat. I mean, have, have you not seen some of the films that we've put on Charlotte? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like Mario. I'd watch that again. <laughs> That was my that was my entire fucking argument. And you all shot, shot on it and said that's not that's not what this is supposed to be about. Uh, like, don't get me started again. <laughs> Dave, what were your, was your genuine opinion? Um, I might have oversold it a little. It's it's not that bad though. I didn't hate it. It's entirely predictable, but thoroughly entertaining. Uh, if you, it's it's one of those Ron Sill films that we get sometimes. You know, you don't look at the poster for this, and you know, expect it to be, um, you know, a deep, meaningful character study into something. It's a, it's a batshit, wacky action film. That's what you know you're going to get, and that is what is delivered. And Antoine Fuqua is is a great action director. He directed one of my favorite action films, The Replacement Killers, and did a brilliant job there. He can also get a really good performance out of his cast, a la Training Day. You know, Denzel got an Oscar for that. Uh, he's a decent director. He did can. he did he get a good performance, Dave? Out of Leave Gerard 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 alone, Alex. Yes, I <laughs> so strongly disagree. I disagree with what Alex was saying. I thought Gerard Butler proved himself to be a, a decent lead in this. I thought a very believable, plausible action star in the making. Yeah, I genuinely thought he did a good job. Seriously, and I thought the cast it, it has a much better cast than it deserved. To yeah. be perfectly brunt, it, it's it's a very good cast, and I'm so pleased that Ozzy only touched on CGI because the CGI is dire. 
Yes, yeah, it's absolutely the flag. Fire. It was filmed awful. in Shreveport, Louisiana. It's not even in Washington. They CGI'd in <laughs> Washington. It's all on a green screen. It's yeah. just absolutely terrible. And like I was, they were racing because they knew that another studio had another White House hostage film in the making in White House Down. So they rushed it out. That's why the CGI that's, was so bad. But that's, that's why, why was the getting... script wasn't polished. The script's terrible as well. Well, that was um, going to be one of my points as back because I couldn't verify the date. But I thought this came out before uh, uh, White it did. House. Down, and you know which why? Is probably you... why the other one tanked because they watched this precisely. Like, and please, no one picked up not... on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. White House down bombed because <laughs> Olympus has fallen. Had already oversaturated whatever appetite America had for seeing the White House get trashed by terrorists. <laughs> it came out three months earlier, and the studio knew they they were racing against each other to get these films out of post-production and into the cinemas. And you know what? It was a race they won because this film got two sequels. That said, though, it's not terrible. They actually, I do think they did have the better film anyway. <laughs> I think it's a decent performance. I think it's, it's a very watchable action film. Uh, utterly predictable, thoroughly entertaining. That's what I'm going to stick with. Just uh, see the DVD cover. It's pretty dot, 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> and not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely predictable, thoroughly <laughs> So I, well, firstly, I'll admit that I originally thought I was prosecuting today. So I wrote all my arguments and watched Olympus Has Fallen, being very, very critical of it and picking out all the bad bits, only to find out just before we started recording, it was as we were all sat <laughs> on the call, that was actually defense. So I had to just quickly pull stuff out of my arse there. Uh, but I, I, to be honest, I was being uh, nearly honest. I, I, I watched this a couple of years ago. I just got out of hospital. I was pretty sick. And I, yeah, <laughs> and we're high on drugs. <laughs> it was a very, very low point yeah. in my life. It was a, very, a lot of, <laughs> a lot incredibly... of your questionable decisions happened when you just discharged yeah. from hospital, Gavin. Well, it was an incredibly low point of my life. Gavin had fallen, but what, <laughs> me, what brought me back up was this film. I, I watched this film and I thought it was fucking great. It was exactly what I wanted. You know, as Dave said, that Ron Seal factor, it was, it, there was no part of me that wasn't thinking like, oh, I, well, I wasn't expecting that. It was just exactly what you wanted from this type of film. And it started me off on a bit of a Gerald Butler renaissance because... Oh, my I... God. Don't say things like... Stop saying sentences, Gab, like that. Stop a Gerald Butler renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> a renaissance, like, if you will. Yeah, P.S. I love you. And, do you know what I mean? Like, no, no, 300? No, he's got 300. Some good film. He's got some good films under his belt. You know, but like films that you know... Geostorm. Out of them, exactly. Plain. More abiding citizen. Yeah, the, I fil love that the films that you know exactly what you're going to get out of them, and, and I will, I will stand, I will plant my flag on Gerard Butler's arse. arse. <laughs> 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 but he is a good actor, and you get what you give him with him. Uh, but anyway, right, but we, we, this this is just going to spiral into another debate now. So I'm just going <laughs> to move on quickly. Was Olympus Has Fallen higher or lower than our previous film on Char, which is maybe one of the <laughs> biggest and best films of last year? Nope. 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 83% critical and 69% audience scores. I reckon this must be like... I reckon 60%. If it got two sequels, no. I, I'm going for 60 minimum. If I think audience, yeah. audience may be critical, I'd say, is no, maybe not over 50. Like, maybe from like high 40s, mid, mid to high 40s. 
I think you know what you're going to get from the film, and I think that might save it. I think late 40s, early 50s for critical, and I think Joel's right about audience. Well, yeah, you, you bang on the money, 50% critical. And not too far off the audience score for Nope, it's 66%. So <laughs> higher than average. <laughs> Another one for the DVD cover there. So, <laughs> <laughs> that is that. We have Port Olympus has fallen on trial. But our Angela Bassett season continues in two weeks' time with the 2022 blockbuster Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. But for now, just to say thank you very much for all your arguments. Really appreciate it, guys. And thank you very much to anybody who has listened to this episode. We really do appreciate you all taking the time out to listen to us. If you want more Films on Trial content, check out filmsontrial.co.uk. Check us out on all of the socials, at Film Trials on Twitter, Films on Trial and everything else. And listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. So what have we learned today? Well, we've learned that Olympus Has Fallen is pretty good <laughs> and we've also learned that brett steinley has played john f kennedy in more films than any other actor uh, here's some other facts for you about brett steinley he's never tasted coffee he <laughs> turned down the opportunity <laughs> to be the star of an international cigarette campaign because he never smoked and in the uh, series red shoe diaries laundromat which was the season for episode 12 it was the first time that he'd ever done a nude scene so thank you guys <laughs> and ultimately we've learned that olympus has fallen is on the hit list and we're going to be back in two weeks time directly in your ears with our review of black panther 2 wakanda forever goodbye so what i would like to do in an ideal world is get several in the bag edited and scheduled for release so if i do go off at some point we can just wish your laptop down to you yeah 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 (laughs) you'll have loads of time recovery yeah i know yeah that's the problem we can have like guest judges from the uh nursing staff You're going to be like texting us as well, aren't you? Being like, oh, can you just nip round and like retile a bathroom dead quick? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot to retile a bathroom. If you could just go on quickly. Oh. <sighs>